0: Hey, what's going on guys, welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show, coming to you on this Wednesday early afternoon with an episode that I've been wanting to do for quite a while, and uh, one of our athletes actually posted this the other day, and uh, I had read through this probably uh, maybe even two years ago uh, at this point, it does a really good job of breaking down the topic of the the cost of getting lean, Um, it's from uh, Berardi over at Precision Nutrition, Uh, they do a lot of good stuff, they have a lot of, you know, really uh, interesting infographics and articles they share, and, and he's you know as good as it gets in terms of uh, breaking down yeah you know, just eating and not just everything. I mean I'm talking from the cellular level to the basic you know habits and lifestyles and ritual routine stuff that we speak about on the podcast here. Um, and this the topic is you know the cost of getting lean and is it really worth the trade off? Or as I've said before, probably a thousand times on this podcast and every speech I ever do, is the juice worth the squeeze? And uh, I want to kind of follow the script here that they have laid out. And I'm going to give you guys my two cents from my own personal experience, obviously competing, stepping on stage, you know, from bodybuilding stuff to physique stuff to obviously filming the content we do for, you know, people like Livestrong and Vitamin Shop and Men's Health and everybody else that we've, you know, had the chance to work with. And there's different levels, obviously, to being lean and being in shape. And there's certain ranges that we can live in um, every single day. And then there's certain ranges we can only you know, live in for short amount of time, depending on how you guys, you know, want to feel uh, in your day to day life. And I think sometimes in life, we say we want certain things, but we just want the end result. We don't want what we have to go through to get it and how we have to live to be there. And I think the cost of getting lean to me is the equivalent to the cost of driving a Ferrari, the cost of living in your dream house, the cost of living in your dream neighborhood, there's a lot of things in life, material possessions being one of them, and having a, you know, ridiculously lean physical body that are insanely hard to attain the right way. And not so much to just attain but to keep for the duration. And I'm going to touch on this and I'm going to kind of go back and forth and you guys know my feelings on um, you know, how people spend their money and spend their time and and how they choose to use it. And I think this is a great um example of that. So, the cost of getting lean. And again, I'm going to paraphrase some of the stuff here from uh, PN because uh, it's it's a great little uh, breakdown of how they have it. Uh, but again, you guys, what I'm talking about, you know, having six pack abs, being shredded, having a super amazing ass, um, having your legs, you know, and shoulders and your chest and your back carved out, you know, you guys don't have cellulite, you have no muffin top, there's nothing, no loose things flapping around anywhere. You're just, you know, you're the ideal image that the fitness industry and the Instagram, you know, Insta fame bullshit people are selling you guys. Um, and what I ask you guys, is when you see that stuff, have you ever asked, you know, what is, what would that take? What does that really look like? What is the cost of being that lean? Or why don't I look like that? Um, you know, what do I really have to do? What do I have to give up? And make no mistake, here, you guys, there are some real trade-offs. If you attempt to lose insane amounts of body fat and to be ridiculously lean and ripped and shredded and or. Or toned or whatever word you guys choose to use. Um, And I'm going to kind of break it down here in detail, uh, the various levels. But again, everybody in the world wants to be, you know, almost as lean as possible. Obviously, there's some of us have a better perception of reality and what's realistic and what's not realistic in life. Uh, But for a lot of you guys, you say you want to do it, but you don't really know the cost of it and what it would be. And the reason I say the cost of it is because I think a lot of people think they want to drive a certain kind of car, but they don't know the cost of it. Yeah, they know the, the MSRP, like they know what the, the car actually costs. If, if the if your dream car costs $150,000 or $77,000, not just the monetary value, how much time, effort, and energy you have to work to pay that off, how much the insurance will cost, how much the repairs will cost, how much getting new tires will cost and things like that. It's different. Like when you drive a Honda versus driving a Porsche, Replacing the tires is a little bit different on the Porsche than the Honda. It, does that make sense to you guys? Just like, you know, your dream house. I got a client here, love him to death, and he, they sold their house. I think they sold it for like seven or eight million bucks. And uh, he said, like, the monthly expenses just to keep things running there was about 15,000 bucks, just for like normal utilities, lights, and, and shit like that. Because when you have a house that's, you know, eight, 9,000 square feet, He's like, you don't turn the lights off every time you leave. There's just there's just too many to turn off. You don't turn the AC off, you just let it run. And so and that might sound insane to some of you guys, but I've lived here long enough where I'm I'm it is insane, but I'm used to it while people talk about it and say it. Point being is this there's a cost associated with everything, and not just a dollar cost. Um how much happiness, how much joy, how much is it gonna steal from your life, and how much stress is it gonna cause you in order to get the dream car, get the dream house, get the dream body, the physique to be as lean as you want. So In terms of this breaking it down like in the unhealthy range, uh, and again, we're all a little bit different, but for dudes, you know, well over 20% and women way over 30%, I would say that's probably an an unhealthy amount of body fat. Um, That's where a lot of people who are sedentary live and people who are not, you know, probably active, they have poor health, they have low energy, um, they're at risk of, you know, certain metabolic syndromes, and they probably need medications and different things as they go through their life. They're doing little to no exercise, eating probably a lot of processed shit, drinking booze. Um, And just really not tracking anything or not even being mindful of what they're eating. Now, there's people who live in the the healthier ranges, which is a pretty easy transition. So if you're doing nothing at home, sitting on your ass, doing anything is going to elicit a great response. So to get into the healthy range, it's not that drastic for guys under 20% kind of living in the probably 15 to 20% body fat range and women probably somewhere in the 25 to 30% body fat range is probably, you know, a healthy range to live in for them. And that could be, you know, who, who does that look like? College-age athletes, um, off-season, you know, uh, fit bodybuilders and, and competitors, and, uh, you know, Olympic-type shot putters is what PN actually listed here. And the benefits of you guys being that much leaner, so a 5 to 10% drop in body fat, uh, improved energy, improved sleep, and exercise becomes obviously easier and more enjoyable because you're lighter and you're fitter and your endurance is probably a lot better than it was when you were doing nothing. The trade-offs of that, obviously getting your body fat down if you're a dude closer to, you know, 20, 19, 18, 17, and women 30, 29, 28, it's going to require some thought, some planning. Um, you're going to have to exercise. Um, you're going to probably have to, you know, eat, you know, some meals are just proteins and veggies. You're going to have to exercise probably three to five times per week. And uh, other than doing and then also some activities, just non-fitness activities, you know, uh, yoga biking, hiking, things like that. And you're probably gonna to have to eat less uh processed food and booze and drink uh less shit than you did when your body fat was ten percent higher. But to for most of you guys to live as a man in the fifteen to twenty percent range and a woman to the twenty five to thirty percent range, all you have to just do is be mindful of some of your choices, not eat and drink complete shit and exercise three to five times per week and really, you know, kind of sweat um with a decent amount of intensity. And I think that's an easy place for people to live. Now, if you want to go to the next level, so you're a guy and your body fat is, let's you know, say, 16%, but you want to get down to the 15, 14, 13, or you're a woman and you're at 26, you want to get down to 25, 24, 23 or lower, you're probably going to have to exercise a little bit more. You guys are going to probably have to do uh, some more legit sessions. I mean, breaking a legit sweat probably two, three, four times a week. A handful of other days is non-fitness activity. You're probably gonna have to eat a little bit slower, um, be very mindful of your macros and what you're doing, be more diligent, maybe tracking them loosely, maybe not every day, but a handful of days. It's gonna require you guys to pay attention to your sleeping patterns, get probably at least six to seven legit restorative hours per night. You're probably gonna eat, you know, processed shit, fast food and desserts maybe just three to five times per week max. And I'm talking like one individual meal, so maybe three meals per week you can get away with. And you're gonna to have to drink uh less booze, maybe three to five drinks per week total. And I think if you guys were to do that, you could live in kind of that range that uh, you know, what is healthy, and it's fit. Um you're not com- you're not shredded and you're not completely ripped, but you look like, you know, you probably are conscious of your decisions and you're doing things to be healthy. Now, the next range for you guys is that men living in the 12, 11, 10% range. You're getting close to having abs here. I think most guys, and I'm generalizing, are going to start showing abs around 10% depending on how developed your trunk is and uh, genetically where you hold fat and obviously how much you've been training over time. And then women, the 22, 21, 20% range. Um, This is a little bit tougher. Who looks like this, right? Olympic swimmers. Um, professional, you know, hockey players, uh, Olympic uh, volleyball players, people who are fit and toned, and they look really good. They're not shredded, you know. They don't have veins popping on everywhere. They don't look crazy, but they look really good. They look athletic. They look fit. To me, this is how the average person in their brain probably wants to look—the ideal version. There's a guy here. Um, his name is Jeff Wartz. Jeff is kind of like the probably the ideal dude. Um, he's in good shape. He's got d- decent muscle tone. Um, a little bit of vascularity here or there. Not completely shredded, not completely ripped, not super bulky. is probably six foot one, 185 pounds, um, but in good shape, good conditioning. Uh, sometimes probably has abs, sometimes probably doesn't, depending how much beer he drinks. That is probably the ideal image for most people. Um, and again, the benefits of this you have a fit appearance. Overall, you look super healthy. Um, because you're maintaining your food, you probably have fewer food cravings. But what does it do? It's going to require you guys to plan your workouts, and probably plan some of your eating and your dietary stuff. It's going to require a greater commitment uh, to more consistent exercise. You're probably going to have to show up consistently every single week. You're not going to be able to punt whole weeks and go on vacation and not do anything. And you're probably going to have the assistance of a coach or a coaching program or a group here. Um, I think that's probably ideal. Some people can do that on their own for sure, but most people, they're fitness people. If your body fat is 10, 11, 12% and you're a guy and you're a woman and it's 20, 21, 22, you're a fitness person. In my opinion, you are a, an athlete, you're a healthy person who wants to be fit and you're making the conscious choice because of it. You're sleeping on average, probably seven to eight hours per night. You're exercising 45 to 60 minutes a day, probably, you know, three to four sessions, legitly punching it hard per week and then doing other non-fitness activity, you know, hiking, biking, swimming, doing the other things. But you're probably active, I would say five to six, maybe even seven uh, days a week for sure. But for surely you're doing something legitly four, five or six days a week, depending on genetically how lucky you are and how old you are, obviously. What you're probably doing is eating less desserts and shit throughout the week, maybe one to two times per week total. um, That's what you're doing. And maybe drinking uh booze maybe one to two times per week as well. So again, you're you're slowly giving up a lot of the the treats and drinks and the things that you did when your body fat was 20% because now you're closer to the 12% range. So you're very mindful. You probably have a good understanding of macros. You probably track them at some points. Most of your meals are, you know, proteins and vegetables and uh you're really just you're mindful of the shit when you eat that. Now, not the not saying you never might make a mistake on a Wednesday, but if you fuck up on a Wednesday, you're probably back onto it on Thursday and you're really going to hone it in. So either you're practicing some form of intermittent fasting or carb cycling um, or something, but you're mindful of everything you're doing to get and maintain that more importantly. Again, a lot of people can get somewhere for a week or two weeks or even two months, but to stay there for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, now that's the game, you guys. And that's the goal for all of us is to live a healthy lifestyle and maintain it. Now, the next one These are all still like in the healthy ranges. This is the the hardest transition for most people. If you're a guy at 12, 11, 10, to get your body fat down to 9, 8, 7, 6, that's the real one. Now, for women, if you're at 22, 21, 20, you're in good shape. To get down to 19, 18, 17, 16, that's a game changer. Now, this is where I think for a lot of you guys, the juice is not worth the squeeze. And I think this is what a lot of you guys see in images on Instagram, or maybe the videos you watch of me and what it is, and you think like, man, I want to look like Jeremy. For the record, I'm six foot two, anywhere from 213 to 225 pounds, depending on how many cookies I eat, or you know, for French fries or whatever it may be. Now, my body fat on average, I don't know when we did it the last time when when we when I really tried, so I'm eating really well. Um, we went for a DEXA scan, Bod Pod, everything else. Normal day it was like six to seven percent. Um, I think my fatter ceiling is probably like eight or nine. Um, I don't even I don't know nine, maybe depends. I would say most part, I probably live you guys on like the seven to 8% range, 6% if I'm eating really well. Um, So like 678 is probably where I live. And uh, for a lot of you guys, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze for you. And I'm not saying I don't love my life. I think it's great. But I do this for a living. And I still get paid a lot of money from certain people to take my shirt off and do stuff. And I understand on Instagram, the distribution is if I'm shirtless, we get more clicks, we get more views, we sell more shit, we make more money. It's just the game. I don't really care to do it necessarily. Like I don't work out like that a lot of the times unless it's hot as shit here Then yeah, for sure. But it's like we do that. And it's like it brings people into the queue. So if that's what I have to do to bring you in here to listen to me and to help you, then by all means, I'll do it. But for you guys, if you're working at the bank, if you're working at the insurance industry, if you're working at whatever hotel company, why do you need to be 8%? Does anyone really give a shit at your job or what you care? And is it worth any money to you? And if you want to do it for yourself, it's going to make you happy. Awesome. But what I'm saying is there are trade-offs with that. Same thing for you women out there. Women to get into the 19, 18, 17, 16, it's ridiculously fucking hard, you guys. It's tough to do. Um, I like the way I look now and feel and I and I don't mind eating this way. Sometimes do I get hungry? For sure. I think we all do. Um, I I go without a lot of things. I delay gratification for stuff all the time. Um, I'm very mindful of what I do. I don't track the macros anymore, but again, I review people's food, and I've reviewed people's food for the last 11 years, and so I know what a banana is. I know what a half a cup of oatmeal is. I know what eight ounces of chicken is. I know what a cup of broccoli is. So even though I'm not tracking consciously, subconsciously, I know pretty much down to the fucking gram, what's going in my body every single day. And I only eat two meals a day. And more often than not, they're very similar and they're the same. So um, that's how it works for me. Uh, But again, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see me on magazine covers behind here. You can see the opportunities that come my way. It's worth something to me at this point in my life. And uh, I built a business and I built a brand around it. And uh, for me, the juice is worth the squeeze. But for you guys, it might not be. So who looks like this? I would say someone like myself, um, or like a BJ Gador. if you're talking for women, uh, like a Hannah Eden, for sure. Um, Olympic level boxers and wrestlers, so the guys who look like they're in really good condition, Olympic level sprinters, uh, Olympic level gymnasts. I'm talking like the lean, the lean, um, again, the benefits of it, you're probably going to look extremely ripped. You're going to have a six pack. Your overall health is going to be good. Um, due to you have a carefully balanced, uh, you know, diet, you're not eating a lot of processed shit. You're eating a lot of proteins and vegetables and healthy fats. And you likely have a high work capacity and stamina. You're likely in a really good fucking shape. Like I don't go running and I don't go like hiking for hours at a time, but I'm going to hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim next week. And uh, it will be fine for me because I have a, a high level of stamina and capacity to train because I train every fucking day, seven days a week. Sometimes I'll even throw in two sessions. And again, that's mostly for me testing stuff and doing fun things, but that's what I do. And uh, that's the benefit of doing it. Now, the trade-off is you might struggle in certain social situations involving food. You might not have time for certain social activities and opportunities outside of just exercise. You may have to give up other hobbies and interests um, outside of fitness to maintain that level of being lean. Now, I'm not a huge social drinker. I could be. I'd be a great uh, alcoholic. I'm familiar with the process and I've watched it happen my whole life, but I have an addictive personality. So for me, being this lean and having the drinking actually hurt how I look and feel is to my benefit, uh, I guess. And me not being an extrovert, um, I have, I don't like large crowds. I don't like huge groups. I do events and I do speaking and I do certain things and it's part of work and I I can do it. Um, But on a Friday night, the last thing I want to do is work with people here all day and then go sit at a bar around a bunch of people I don't fucking know having drinks um, where it's, it's so loud, it's so much stimulus. But for someone who likes those things, maybe works a job solo or in an office and then you have to show up to an event or do something you might struggle because everybody else is drinking booze and there is peer pressure there I get it so when I show up to events a lot of times I have coffee I bring coffee everywhere I go and I just sit there and people know me at this point so it's fine and I control my own ecosystem but for you guys um, it might be awkward at first you might not be able to eat at every dinner or every event or every meal or if you do you have to be very mindful if you go to a restaurant you're eating you know a legit salad you're eating a fish you're eating steak you're eating vegetables you're not eating you know When the chips and salsa come out, you're pushing them to the side, you're not eating the tacos, you're just, you're getting the fajitas, dude, straight up protein and veggies, that's really what your life becomes, you have to be very diligent about the food, and very mindful of it, you guys are going to have to exercise, you know, probably every single day, or at least five legit days a week where you're killing yourself, and then the other two days, some type of non-fitness activity, you're going to have to sleep probably a legit eight hours a night, now I do struggle with that, but, uh... I do the best I can. I do get restorative sleep. And then obviously there's genetics. Some of us are luckier than others and king it away with less sleep or maybe a little bit, you know, another cheat meal compared to the next person. But for the most part, if you guys are going to be that lean and live that lean, you're probably going to have to limit your carbohydrates to post-workout for the most part or on designated high-carbohydrate days. If you're doing some form of like carb cycling or, or backloading or refeeds or something like that, um, eating desserts and processed foods, you're probably going to you get to do it probably once a week. Um you maybe one to two weeks depending on your genetics within reason. Now, if you have really great genetics, you might be able to get away with two meals per week, give or take. Um or for the rest of you guys, probably one. Uh and probably one every one to two weeks. Drinking booze, maybe once a week. Um some of you guys maybe once every two weeks. And again, it's not you drinking forty-five drinks in one day. It's you being very mindful of it. And again, when you get down to that body fat, when you put in the work and you're really giving up what you have to give up, like you're training when you're tired, you're training when you're exhausted, you're training when you don't want to. Um, You're just you're at least doing something every single day because you know how important it is. And you're so mindful of the food. You're not grazing. You're not having snacks. You're not doing stupid shit. You're not just going, you know, to a happy hour on a whim because it doesn't fit your day and your macros and what you're doing. That's what it takes for a lot of people to live there. Now, some people can get away with, you know, less and, and they have more control. But for a lot of you guys, that's what it will take. And the level beyond that, which I believe is unhealthy, is the, the sub-6% and the sub-16% for women. That's like elite bodybuilders and physique people on the day of like their, their contest when they step on stage. Um, like if, When we do like legit photo shoots for some of the magazine stuff you've seen behind me, I'm probably 5% on those days. If it's bodybuilding stuff or my glutes are shredded, that's probably even under 5%. And to be honest with you, the benefit, I guess, you look amazing. Um, You feel a great pride with it But the reality is The better you look in terms of that The worse you feel, you guys Um, My young kid here is competing on Saturday And he's he's probably as ripped as he's ever been in his whole life And he's worthless right now Um, We had him put together his desk You should see this thing It's like three of the shelves Are like fucking inside out and backwards And his energy is that of about a 97 year old His workouts are dog shit He's about one third as strong as he normally is But he looks great but he feels like a bag of shit. And that's what that is. It's really hard for people to live under 6% every day for a dude and women to live under 16%. But yet you see it on Instagram or a photo shoot or a magazine, you think it's real for your life. A lot of you guys are going to have difficulty living that way and socializing with other people because your brain is going to be thinking about food 24 7, 365. You're going to miss out on, on certain events with, with friends and family. It's a huge time commitment to measure and weigh your food or at least to track all the macros and be mindful of it and, and commit to eating you know, two, three, four times a day, every day, whatever it is. You have to be hyper-focused on your eating and your training. Um, For a lot of people, it contributes to some form of an eating disorder, and I think almost all of us have one. But that for surely will give you a complex about eating and food Um, and the time required it's going to take for you guys to exercise and train and recover is going to take away from other interests and hobbies in your life. You're going to have to sleep probably eight to nine hours per night, exercising every fucking day for sure. Some form of at least a cardio, if nothing else, limit your carbs only to to post-workout and only on refeed days if you have them and then eating desserts and processed shit very minimally and really not drinking booze whatsoever. Now, there is genetic anomalies and people who can fit in outside of that. But again, people say, oh, Jeremy, I'm at 5% and I see them and I'm like, you're nowhere fucking near 5%, bro. Like you're just not. And I'm not trying to be an asshole and I'm not saying I'm the leanest, most fit dude ever. But people come in here and say, oh, my body fat's about 5% and I'm significantly leaner than them. And I can tell by just looking at their face alone and they don't. My point is that people get obsessed with the numbers and they get crazy about it. What I'm saying to you guys is the the better the shape you get in at sometimes your fitness steals your fitness from you at some point being too lean, being too ripped takes away from your quality of your life. So that's why we say your fitness is stealing your fitness. You get so lean and so depleted and, and so worn down. You're not as strong. You don't have as much endurance. You're not recovering as well. Um, your hormones are completely whack. Dudes will lose the ability to have erections, especially if guys are getting ridiculously like lean under 6% for long periods of time and they're not on androgens and they're not on testosterone replacement. They'll have a hard time getting an erection because their testosterone levels are going to drop because their body is worn the fuck down. Women, their hair will start to thin. A lot of them will stop having periods. Um, a myriad of things we've seen happen. I mean, metabolic damage, you name it. There's a lot of shit that goes on when you do get too lean. In my opinion, you guys... To have I don't know what the balance you need is for your life, but for most of you, ideally, if you could handle it, living in that you're a guy, 13 to 15% range, while women 23 to 25, if you guys really want to be diligent, 10 to 12% for guys and 20 to 22% for women is probably cool. And if you really, really, really want to drill down and give up some shit and not be as social and not drink as much and be way more mindful of what you're doing, you could try to live in that dude's under 10% and women under, you know, 19%. But again. You're going to give up a lot of stuff to get there. And people will ask, well, why don't I look that way? Because it takes effort. It takes consistent time. And you have to really, really drill down and be focused. You can't just do it for 30 days. You can't just do it for two weeks. You can't just do it for 60 days. It's a lifestyle. And you have to live it 24-7, 365. And the minute that you stop doing it, the thing is with this: people say, well, I'm going to get there. And then I'm just going to, you know, once I have it, I'm going to own it and I can maintain it. Well, it's partially true once you get there you're always able to look in the mirror and see if you're getting fatter or softer or fluffier and then you can kind of reel it back in and you can make, you know, the changes to to get back down there if you're letting the diet get a little bit loose. But for the most part, the minute that you guys stop doing what got you there, the results are going to go pretty quick. They they don't last very long, I guess is my point. When you guys have killed yourself to get down to, you know, a woman 17% body fat and a dude 7% body fat, It's not like you can go back to your normal habits and like you're going to maintain this. It's going to go away. And it's going to go away a lot fucking quicker than it took you to get there. I promise you that. So what I'm saying is ask yourself, how lean do I want to be? Why do I want to be that lean? What is it going to cost me in terms of time commitment training? Am I going to have to train five hours per week? three hours per week or seven or eight hours per week? Am I going to have to do one workout per day or two workouts per day? Am I going to have to track my macros every single day? Am I going to have to be mindful of my food even when I travel? Am I going to plan and prep and prepare my meals? Am I going to research every restaurant before I go to it? Only you guys know the answer to that. But I think the reality is, you know, I think people make like having a six-pack abs and having, you know, your stomach be a certain way, like the the end-all be-all of being fit and healthy. And I don't believe it is. Obviously, it's it's nice to have a a sexy core or stomach or whatever you guys want to, you know, phrase it. But a lot of the images and pictures you see of fitness people, like they don't even look like that every single day. A lot of them are living off of photos that they took like once or twice per year or photos that they took 10 years ago and living off of 30 videos they shot and they're just leaking them out little by little. And in reality, they look way worse in person when you meet them in real life. Trust me, you guys have seen it multiple times. Um, Aside from the airbrushing shit and the Photoshop stuff done in most magazines and cover shoots, um, it takes a really, really strict diet um, for people to look that way, to be cover ready. Uh, and the rest of the time of the year, they literally don't look uh, the same way. They don't have the same abs. They don't have the same definition. And they're not the same person, basically is what I'm saying. Um, the biggest compliment I get from people... Other than for my work ethic is when they come in here, my man, Frankie came in here last week to train with us. He's an oral surgeon. He's on Virginia, but he's worked with us for a long time. That's the first time I got to meet him in person. So we got to train together and he came in and he's like, man, you're, you're way bigger and way more conditioned than, than I thought you were even in person. And I take pride in that because I think a lot, I think some people on video look way better. In all reality, I think I look worse uh, on camera than I do in, in real life when you see me because I'm not a small dude and I'm not little and I, and I am in good condition and, and we we film it enough to to show everything but the worst thing I guess I could say for you guys is if you're, you're doing something you're comparing yourself to somebody's image and they don't even look like that every single day it's like oh I want to look like so-and-so or I want to have so-and-so's butt or so-and-so's stomach well fuck so-and-so doesn't even have her butt 280 days of the year so and so doesn't even have her stomach 300 days out of the year so you have to be realistic with it and again the levels of leanness you guys see on cover models and some of the people you idolize or admire or look up to on instagram aren't necessarily really healthy in fact um, a lot of them because of the way they diet because of the way they eat um, they have they pay a price for it and the price they pay is a loss of sex drive um a lot of people have eating disorders, and I don't just mean anorexia and bulimia. I mean there's a million different eating disorders. I share the story all the time when Skipwood and I are competing, and Skip is there, and he's we're just talking, bullshitting. We're both depleted as hell and hungry. We look great, but we're hungry as shit, and we're super tired. And we're like zombies, and he's like sees somebody taking a bite of an apple, and he's just like. Sick like, man, I can't believe somebody would put that much sugar in their body at one time. And I'm like, how fucking crazy is that, right? Like, it's about 30 grams of sugar. It's a fucking apple, dude. But yet, we are so immersed in this subculture of like, oh, you got to be lean. And I would only have, you know, that many carbohydrates post-workout only after I depleted all my glycogen so I can fill it back. I mean, it's, it's insane the way we talk and think in that side of the world. And that subculture of fitness, there is a multitude of eating disorders, you guys, going on to a ridiculous level that you don't even want to scratch the surface and be part of. So... It makes you think about food differently. And I think there's a certain level where, again, your fitness steals your fitness. You're thinking about food in an obsessive way, in a compulsive way, where it's kind of, it's ruining any enjoyment or pleasure you're going to have from it. And it's only for fuel. And it's only for the vanity reasons. And if that makes you happy, then for surely do it. But for a lot of you guys, um, I just know it won't. The other things they suffer from, social isolation. If you're an introvert, I guess it kind of helps you. So for me, I never really struggle with it. Uh, but for some people, yeah, it makes it tough. And even for me, on all reality, you guys, like if I have to show up and do something, I know it's for a certain purpose. Um, if it was competing or if it was for a video shoot or something, and it's only short lived, which is fine. So I can give up things in the short term, um, to win in the long run, but it's nice to go have, you know, go to a twins game with my best friend and have a couple beers, not fucking worry about having to, you know, be completely sh- shredded the next two days. And so for some of you guys, it's going to be giving up those things. Now I do, th- I do those things very few and far between, but some of you guys, that's your lifestyle. Um, the other thing, you know, low testosterone and dudes, like I mentioned before, and really just having an an unbalanced life and being really focused on, you know, what you're trying to do and and what kind of life quality of life you want to live. Because in all reality, like your life is so much more than just your body fat and how you look. No, your body's your business card. and I want you guys to be confident in your own skin, but you also have to be realistic uh, with yourself and not be your own worst enemy. And I say this all the time. And David Jack asked me this at dinner and he was like, Hey man. You know, if your body was taken away from you tomorrow, how would you handle it? And I'm like, I would fucking struggle for sure. Um, I would get past it because I might have to. I have no choice. I don't really complain because nobody wants to hear me complain and nobody cares. But it would be tough for me for sure. And uh, I live this way because I'm confident this way and I feel good this way. And it's part of my job and it's, it's become who I am. And for you guys with kids and with careers and different things where it's not what you do as a profession, I would urge you to find something that makes you happy, find a mid range. And again, accept yourself for who you are and the genetic gifts that you have and don't compare yourselves to all the horse shit facebook instagram magazine cover bullshit stuff that you see because a lot of it's not real and for those of us that it is real like when you meet me this is how i look um i can vouch for bj gadur when you meet him that's how he looks his hamstrings are just as disgusting in person um as they are on video when you meet alexia unbelievable uh when you meet hannah unbelievable um these we look the way that we look and it's is true on videos it is in person but we all pay a price for it we're all living this we all have a personal brand wrapped around our bodies and our physiques and we do this as a craft and so yeah we do look this way because we understand monetary wise and influence wise what it can mean for us in our business and our lives and we know if we look this way even though it's complete bullshit i don't believe in it we know if we look this way you guys are going to we're going to catch your attention you're going to see us, you're going to hear us, you're going to read the stuff we put out. And then from there, you can make a choice if we're somebody you want to work with, if, if you think we can help you. And not just because of we, we've helped ourselves, we've all individually helped thousands of other people do it because we walk the walk. And so for us, it's worth it. For you guys, I don't think you live in an environment where it's the same and you have a lot of stresses that we don't have. I had to create an ecosystem here in Scottsdale. Um, to allow me to thrive and to be able to do it every single day. BG is the same, Alexi is the same, Hannah's is the same. We all kind of did it. Um, none of us are at the mercy of somebody else. And uh, funny enough, none of us have multiple children either, and uh, have to travel unless we want to for work. So there is that as well. So what I would tell you guys is, you know, healthy. You know, whether you want to be healthy, lean, you know, athletically lean or super lean and ripped and shredded depends on your priorities and your goals. And what I would tell you guys is, first, you know, figure them out. If you don't know what your priorities are, um, this is a great time to explore that and know that if it's, you know, to be the best, you know, husband and, and, you know, a father or brother or wife or or sister or daughter or, you know, lawyer or doctor or accountant or teacher, whatever you do, um, that has to factor into it. It just does. Um, I'm not saying it can't be done, but obviously the more responsibility you have outside of fitness and eating, it doesn't make it harder. You have to be very diligent with your time and the system you have. And next you got to decide what you're willing to do. What will you do to serve the goals and priorities you have and why? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to train every single day? Are you willing to track your macros? Are you willing to be educated on nutrition and try different protocols and see what works for you? Uh, Only you guys know that. And next, you have to decide on the frequency. How often and consistently and precisely are you willing to do these things? Are you willing to give up the wine? Are you willing to give up the booze? Give up the pizza? uh, give up, you know, certain carbohydrates at certain times of the day, give up, you know, certain fats and certain proteins and be very mindful of the macros and the energy balance you live with and train when you're tired, exhausted and hangry and pissed off. And, uh, is your wife and husband willing to uh, allow you to do that. And are they willing to stay with you as you become a, a different person? At least initially when you start, because it is hard for sure. And again, there is a price that your spouse pays for sure. And again, I think at this point. Um, I'm pretty easy to live with in terms of that. I have a pretty good balance uh, for my wife and I. I don't really, um, if anything, she's a little bit crazier than me (laughs) in all reality of it because uh, she tracks macros way closer than I do and uh, she has different goals in fitness than I have and I'm a lot looser now than I used to be. I don't try to put my shit on anybody else. I don't try to influence them. I can go somewhere and not eat. I can go somewhere and eat. I can go somewhere and have a beer. I can go somewhere and just drink coffee Um, but I'm confident in my own decisions and I I, I plan and I prep them and I'm I'm a very... Uh, if I get my wife on the podcast here this week, I'm a very OCD, I have it to to a level most of you guys will never understand. And I'm very meticulous and my routine is is the heart and soul of what I do. I would never be this, I'm not smart enough, first of all, um, to be this successful if I wasn't so diligent with my time and how I spend it and how I squeeze every fucking ounce of time out of each day. And I squeeze every ounce of talent that whatever I've been given, I've squeezed it completely fucking dry at this point uh, to get here and to be here, but that's what it takes for me. And uh, I'm okay with people thinking I'm weird or I'm strange or giving up things uh, in order to live this life and do this because I know there's a bigger payoff for me. And for you guys, there may or may not be. And next you have to decide what you're willing not to do. What are you unwilling to do? What are the trade-offs going to be? What are you guys going to give up in order to get this? And only you guys can answer that. But I think sometimes people wonder, well, why don't I look like Jeremy? Or why don't I look like Alexia? Or why don't I look like Nikki? Or why don't I look like Heather? Or why don't I look like you know Andy? And it's like, well because we have our parents, you know, our gifts are our gifts, your gifts are your gifts, like your parents aren't Perry and Janet, so you're gonna have different genetics than I am, like, and there's certain things on my body that aren't ideal either, and it's like, I gotta thank my mom and dad for that too, like, it just, it's the game, and again, you have to take into consideration, like, how long some of us have been doing this, like, you can't just start working out, and you're 23 years old, And say I want to look like Jeremy I'm 35 I'm a fucking grown ass man Like I've been doing this for my entire life you guys I've been literally lifting weights Since I was probably 12 years old Honestly when you look at photos Even before that But like probably at least since I was 12 Hardcore since I was probably 14 or 15 And uh, seriously it became my life at 22 And in between there Oh by the way I was a college athlete So I was bred for it for sure And just playing sports and being active and having it be part of my life, there's never been a time where I didn't exercise uh, every single day, basically, like, I basically just transitioned my life from like, you know, practicing basketball or baseball or football, and working on a training two hours a day, you know, I'd go to school, and then you have practice from three to five. That's just what I did. And so, like, my life has just never not been that. So you can't look at someone like me and be like, well, I want to be just like him. You might have body parts that are way better than mine. You might have better, faster responders than me. But when you see me and you see, like, a split in my hamstrings or you see the split in my quads, I fucking died for that stuff, you guys. Like, the amount of pain I have went through in training is insane. And this is as good as I I can look. This is it. This is all I got from it. And if, if it's impressive to you, then awesome. If it's not um, you can probably do better, but I, I had to die for it for sure. The amount of, you know, deadlifts and squats and lunges and pushups and pressing and sled stuff. And just the amount of misery I've went through training and Metcons and everything in between, it's, um, it's hard to do. And if you look back on it, like, would I do it over again? I'm like, well, I guess I would, but I'm like some of the, i usually, I think of us all the workouts and all the training. I'm like, fuck dude. And I've given up a lot, you guys, in terms of social stuff. Now that kind of fits my personality, so that's that's why I say you have to know who you are and what you want to get out of it because it's easier for some of us than others for sure. And you have to understand like for me, for the competing stuff, there was always like a sponsorship deal and other things behind it. So there was always a motivator. And I knew if I did that, I could leverage it into, you know, writing for sites and writing for magazines and using those photos and videos with my content, you know, to create a brand and to create a business and to work with people. So it's been a part of my life and it was kind of an easy fit where for some of you guys, I'm not saying you can't do it. You guys are, a lot of you guys are way more talented than me and you, you have a lot of gifts that I don't have. But what I'm saying is you can't just do it part time. If you're trying to be extremely lean and I'm talking like sub 10% for some of you guys. And if it's down that nine, eight, seven, six and women like, you know, the seventeen, sixteen 16 range the, to have the audacity to think you could do it part time. It's just, it's not realistic. It just isn't like you can't part time do this shit. I can't part time do your job as a dentist. I can't part time do your job as an attorney. I can't part time do your job as even a fucking UPS driver. Like, that's a full time gig. And so is this, except this is harder because this is, you know, not just the hour you're training, it's the other 23 hours you're controlling how you sleep, how you stress, what you eat, what you do, where you go. And you're just, you're very aware of the cost of everything of what you're doing. And I don't just mean the, mo- I'm not talking the dollar amount. I'm talking what you have to give up. And if that's happy hours and you know certain dinners and waking up super early because you got a flight out of work and your flight's at 6 a.m. so you're waking up at four in the morning to train or as soon as you land, you get to the hotel gym and you crush a workout. Those are the kind of people you have to be. And like I say in life, if you want to be you know super fit, you got to do what super fit people do. If you want to be super rich, you got to do what super rich people do. It's no different, you guys. And if you want to live in a, a $3 million house, you're probably going to have to give up some free time. You're probably going to have to take a higher paying, higher stress job. You're going to have to, it's going to cost you, you know, some sleep at times. It's going to, it's going to cost you, you know, not being able to just relax because you're going to be stressed. You're going to be under the gun. You're going to have to make a certain amount of money, a certain amount of revenue because you have to pay for that house because it's so expensive. It's the same thing with a really good body, man. There's certain things in life that you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Now for me, it's worth being this lean. It's worth looking this way and feeling this way and moving this way. And even for me, it's hard as fuck. It's hard at times, you guys. I want to just sometimes go home and say, fuck it, man. Let's just drink 10 beers and eat a pizza and then eat ice cream and have cinnamon rolls. That sounds amazing right now, actually. Um, but I'm not going to do that today because I, this is who I am. And this is what I do. And I have to fight that. I have to sell. Dude, I'm I'm just like you. I walk in the grocery store. I walk past Cinnamon Toast Crunch every single day. I'm never going to buy it. But I stare at it and I look at it. I'm like, man, it's only two bucks. I'm like, Captain Crunch is a $1.99. I'm like, that's cheap as shit. But I know I'm like, I'll eat a whole box. That's 400 carbohydrates. I'm like, I'll feel like a bag of shit, but it will taste really good. And I have this internal conversation with myself. And I have to sell myself on the reason why I'm not going to do it. I'm partially because you're going to film videos tomorrow, so you don't want to look like, you know, a pregnant person with abs. But I'm like, it just fits my life easier where you guys don't have as many external motivators and as many barriers. And again, I'm not deterring you from doing it. But what I want you to know is ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze for you? And maybe for some of you having abs, it is. But if you've been trying for three years and you still don't, it probably isn't for you. You probably enjoy a little bit more balance, a little bit more, you know, time with friends and family and social stuff. And for some of you guys, it's way more important. Than just you having abs. And I'm not saying you can't do both. You for surely can. But something has to give. It's like you, you can't work 22 hours a week. And make $450,000 a year. If you guys have figured out how to do that. Send me a fucking email. I'll work for you. We'll be best friends. We'll work a business together. It'll be amazing. But the reality is. You can't do that. Like You can't just you know half-ass it eat kind of okay, train a little bit hard, and then expect to get like these extreme results. If you want to live a 1% life in a 1% body, you got to do the fucking work. You're gonna to have to die for it. You just really are at some point. You're gonna to have to train like you've never trained before. You're gonna to have to be more diligent about the food, more diligent about the sleep, and really just own it 24-7, 365. It's one of the tougher things you guys are going to do. So... Again, I don't want to make this a deterrent. I think a lot of you guys would be really happy with your life if you're a man and you're living in the 15 to 20% range or a woman in the 25 to 30% body fat range. Or if you really want to go what I would consider extreme for the average person or what I consider like the best ideal image for average people, a guy living 13 14 15%. Even even 12 or 11 is probably cool. Um, you know, in a woman, 25 24 23 22 21ish range, I think is probably great too anything beyond that you guys are going to really have to start to sacrifice and give up a lot of things uh, but it can be done i've seen it done by people here who are super busy and have kids but they're a different breed and mentally they're, they're strong and they're focused and it really mattered to them and what i would urge you guys if you want to do it just once in your life i think everybody should get super lean at least once in their life just to see what it's like and see how hard it is and see if they you know if they do want to maintain it and if they do like it so they know Um, I I would never talk about things I don't know about and i'm not going to tell you guys to do something I've never done. I've lived with shredded glutes I've lived with shreds in my glutes and veins in my ass and I can tell you how fucking miserable tired depressed and just out of my mind I was Um, it's not fun. I remember eating, you know less than literally like no carbohydrates So I mean you're training still hard and eating less than probably 30 grams of carbohydrates per day and i'm talking total and uh having no energy, you don't want to have sex, you don't want to move, you don't want to train, everything fucking irritates you, you think about food 24-7, 365, I would find myself at home watching fucking Guy Fury, you know, diners, drivers and dives, or watching like Man Eats Food, just wishing I could do those challenges, because all you're obsessing about it, because now you're depleted, and you're so deprived, you can't have anything you want, and yeah, you can do if it fits your macros, but if you're getting super, super, super lean, at least how I went about it, it's really, really hard to do, and it, it becomes an eating disorder. You become obsessed with it. You you think about training and energy and balances differently, and it steals from you. It steals from your relationship with your husband or wife. It steals with my productivity at work. It steals like from the the, the books I would write, the content I create, the people I could talk to. But for me, living at you know probably the six, seven, eight percent body fat range, I can do that, and it works for me. And I'm very diligent about it. And uh, now it's just become my lifestyle. And it's, I don't want to say it's become easy for me, but it's just who I am. I think about it uh on a subconscious level, probably every second of the day, but consciously I really don't. I'm just like I eat proteins, veggies, whatever, you know, eat a power crunch bar here or there, have some enlightened and if I really want to go crazy, I'll eat like four cookies and have a piece of cake and, and I'll get a sugar high after a super hard training day and feel like a, a bag of shit. And then I'll be like, eh, it'll be another couple of weeks or a couple of months before I do that again. Then I kinda of go about my day. And uh that's what works for me. Um and I would urge you guys to ask yourself the same. What am I willing to trade off? Are the benefits worth the trade-offs? Are the things I'm going to give up worth what I'm going to get for it? And I know for myself, the body it is. But for me to drive, you know, I like trucks. I probably, when my car dies, I actually might buy myself one because I'm a fucking grown man. I've never had a nice vehicle and I make money, so fuck it. But my point being is, I don't need to buy a Raptor. There's 75,000 bucks. Like, could I afford it? Sure. Do I need that? I'm like, eh. I would probably stress about it too much. I'd worry about somebody scratching it or chipping it or something going wrong. So I'm like, I'll buy something more economical and more basic for me because that's who I am. And I know, could I live in a house that costs probably four times the, the home I have right now? For surely I could. But I know the cost of it. not Not just money. The stress I would have. How much pressure that would put on me to not just, you know, to cover the the, the gap in the mortgage, but to pay the taxes and to do the repairs. And uh, I would worry about it a lot. And it would it would steal way more from me than it would give me. So me living in a 5,000-square-foot house in my quote-unquote dream neighborhood, whatever the fuck that means, but people say it all the time, that would steal sleep from me. That would steal a sense of security from me. That would steal a sense of joy from me. It would steal inspiration from me. It would steal motivation from me. So me for me... I don't want to pay the price to live in a home that big. And I don't mean money. I mean, everything else. For me, I don't need to drive a Ferrari. I don't even need to drive a Raptor for that matter. Like I'm not willing to pay the price emotionally in terms of stress, anxiety, and things like that, because it's going to take away from me. I'm going to feel like I have to do things just to make money. And I don't want to live my life that way. That's who I am for you guys. I'm not going to judge it. But I'm not going to be less inspirational, less motivational, less mindful of my life because of a house or a car or something else. And I think for and the reason I equate that is because some of you guys, being this as lean as I am today, or being in this level of fitness or close to it, for some of you guys it's gonna it's gonna rob way more from you than it's gonna give you. It's gonna cause you to miss social events and happy hours and parties and things with friends. It's gonna cause you to be tired so you can't play with your kids. You're gonna have to sleep more. You're gonna maybe do shittier at your job because you are so depleted or run down or whatever it is. It might change your mood because it's it's better for you to have drinks a couple times a week or whatever the thing is. I just know people when they really started, when they feel like they're depriving themselves and they have to really exercise and they're doing, now they're doing fitness, not just for fun and for leisure to sweat and to be healthy. They're doing it to look a certain way. They're super diligent about it and they're really, they are starting to obsess over it. It's taking away from other areas of their life. So you have to know who you are. Just there's it's no different than the guy here that lives in a $2 million house and drives a Ferrari for him. The trade off is worth it. The stress at his job, having to travel and do whatever to acquire those material things, apparently is worth it to him. And he's okay with having a high level of stress, having to work 95 hours a week in that environment to drive the Ferrari and live in the $2 million house. Respect. You know yourself, I think that's amazing. For me, it's not worth it. I know it would take away way more from me than it would give me. And I think some of you guys are that way with your physical body. So, That's just my two cents, you guys, and the cost of getting lean. I took a lot of this from uh, the PN stuff. They do a a great job of breaking it down. They have an infographic. I'll try to um, flip it out on my Instagram or or show it somewhere where you guys can find it. But, again, do I think being lean is amazing? For sure. I think all of you guys at some point in your life should, you know, try it. See if it's for you. You know, be really diligent. You know, get in a training program that makes sense, you know, for... 150 days in a row or something like that. And, uh, you know, you have all the training laid out for you. You're with a coach or a program. They have it set up for you the days you're with them and the days you're not with them. Um, You have a gap where you're not going to be able to, you're not going to, you know, have a lot of social obligations where you won't have to drink, you know, very much booze, if any. Um, You'll track your macros every single day. You'll be very mindful of the food that's coming in. And uh, you're just very diligent about it, and you have a coach and an accountability and a group that's going to walk you through it. And You're going to get to the point of where you're, your quote-unquote ideal leanness. And so when you get down there, your body's going to look how it looks. And the, the, the crazy thing is, people will get down there. And uh, you still might not like yourself and how you look. And then that's when you know it's a mental game for sure. And uh, I'm not going to call anybody specifically here, but I've worked with you guys, thousands of people. And I can't tell you how many of them get into their best shape possible. And they're still not happy with themselves and how they look. And it's really just insanity. And that's where we, again, your fitness is stealing your fitness. It's like when people go compete. And, And my young kid here, hopefully he goes and he competes. And whether he wins or loses, it's fucking irrelevant. He looks great. And, uh, but some people, if they get first, they feel good about themselves. If they get seventh, they feel bad about themselves. I'm like, you look the fucking same dude. Whether like these six judges placed you seventh or first, you look the exact same. So you should be happy with your efforts. But sometimes it's, it's that stuff where you put in all the work and you're still not happy. And so I'd urge you guys to get there, see what it's like, see how you feel, see how much stuff you had to give up and see if it's worth it for you to maintain it. Because I think anybody can get in shape again for a month or two months or three months can you own it for 5, 10, or 15 years? And another one of the great compliments I got from somebody the other day was like, Jeremy, you know, the reason I keep coming here and, and, and listening to your nonsense, i not they didn't say nonsense, I think of it that way, um, and listening to you and taking your advice because you've lived it. You've lived it every single day. I've been here for seven years. So, again, a lot of guys, a lot of my clients here, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years even, are pretty amazing. I'm very humble. Thank you guys for believing in me. I, I truly appreciate you making this environment and the community what it is. Without you guys, it wouldn't exist, and I'm just a... Uh, A random dude who works out. So thank you. Uh, But uh, she said, you know, you've always been fit. You've always been in shape. For the entire time I've known you from day one till now, you've never really wavered and you just do it. And uh, I feel the obligation in the sense of I have to do that for you guys. And and I also felt like making this podcast because I feel like I have a sense of obligation to tell you that. Like a lot of times in my life, you guys, when I've competed, when I've shown up to to magazine shoots, um, I probably don't feel my best. I probably felt like a bag of shit. Typically, the better the photo Um, the worst I felt, not always. Um, But a lot of times, yeah, when you really, really are getting down there, you feel like shit. And to be honest with you, I filmed stuff for men's health before where it's like you're actually you have to be super lean. um, But you have to actually work out too. And those are the those are the hardest ones. Because a lot of times when you're so depleted, you don't have energy and you feel like shit. when you're really fit. And then you're having to train super hard on top of it. It just takes a toll on you and it beats your body up. And that's why I say like when you guys when you get extremely, extremely lean, the lower and lower you get, for a lot of you guys, there's going to be an energy deficit there where your training is probably going to suffer. But if you don't care about the training, then it doesn't matter. If you're just going for the aesthetics and the look of it, then know that your PR times on certain things are going to lag and that's fine. You're not training just to be an athlete. You're training just to look a certain way. And I think that's probably the, a misconception. You can for surely do both 100%, but it takes a, a, a real diligent amount of rest and recovery and just knowing you know, your body and yourself and what you're trying to do. So Hopefully that answered your guys' questions, you guys. Just if you're on this journey and you're trying to get really lean and fit, stop the comparison stuff. It doesn't work. It only makes you feel shitty about yourself because you're putting somebody on a pedestal. Or if you're doing it the other way, it only makes you feel good about yourself because you're putting somebody else underneath you. And either way, it's fucked up. And it won't bring you any joy. And it's petty and it's stupid and it's childish. So please don't do that. Don't compare yourself to some other girl's image or her butt or her legs or her abs or a dude or his chest or his back or his legs. Whatever it is, stop doing that shit. Just be the best version of what you can be for yourself. And uh, ask yourself if the juice is worth the squeeze. And, and, and you know, take an audit of your feelings every single day too. I know we track macros and we track weights and stuff, but audit your feelings. How tired was I? How much energy did I have? How, how hangry was I? Did I blow up at my husband or wife? Um, because we're we're children, we're just grown children, you know, babies cry and scream and whine. We typically don't do that as much, but we act like assholes and we lash out and we get mad about little things because we're hungry, we're tired, we're thirsty, whatever. And, And when you're really training that can come out and it can come to the forefront, it can change the person you are and the way you treat people. So I don't want you guys to do that. And I don't want your husband or wife or your kids or your coworkers to suffer because you're on a journey and you can't handle it. And don't be mad about it, you guys. If you're hangry and tired and run down, don't be pissed. You know why? You did it to yourself. Like nobody's making you, you know, be under 10% body fat. Nobody's making you do this. It's a journey that you choose to do. So if you do it, do it with pride, do it with a sense of, you know, calmness and just you know, enjoy the journey if you can. And then when you get there, understand, ask yourself, Hey, is it worth it to me to stay here? Or is it not? Am I okay with being a little bit, you know, softer, a little bit fatter, but having a great work-life balance and training like a rock star and, you know, feeling good about myself, feeling good about my performance too. And only you guys can answer that. So just know. The people you see who are super, super lean, a lot of times they're not even that lean a majority of the year. And the other ones, um, we die for it. We for surely do. We earn it. We die for it. We're very diligent and we live a life uh, that very few people are willing to live 24-7, 365. And even for us. There's little peaks and valleys and ebbs and flows. Sometimes we're a little bit leaner, a little bit fatter than uh, we typically are, but for the most part, if we're on camera all the time, uh, we're living this life 24 7, 365. And it's tough to do. And it's not for everybody for sure. And that's what I would have you ask you guys again. I'll leave you with that. Just is the juice worth the squeeze for you? And uh, if you need help with it, we have programs that run uh, the entire year, and I'm happy to work with anybody. But uh, I felt obligated to tell you guys the reality of it because it's not super easy. Um, and again, fat loss is easy once you guys realize how hard it is and it's, it's your lifestyle and that's what we always preach and that's what we coach and that's why we don't sell horse shit because I don't think it's meant for everybody. Just like everybody's not meant to live in a $5 million house. Everybody's not meant to, you know, be a 1% earner. Everybody's not meant to drive a Ferrari. Everybody's not meant to travel for work and everybody's not meant to be, you know, 7% body fat, they're just not, Uh, it fits certain people's personality types and and who they are and what they want to do, and for other people, it doesn't, and that's okay, there's nothing wrong with it either way, Um, it's just knowing who you are and what you want to do and why you want to do it, more importantly, and what you're really getting out of it and what you're willing to trade off in order to look uh, the way that you choose to look, so any other questions you guys have on this topic, hit me up, ask, and let me know, Um, if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star. Leave a comment. I truly appreciate it. It helps me more than you know. And uh, I got some guests coming on this weekend, probably my wife on and a few other people as well. So stay tuned. But if you guys need something, DM me, hit me up, shoot me a message. I'm happy to hit you back as soon as I can. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.